Welcome to the mortgage game. I truly, truly believe that building a mortgage business, a successful one, is like playing a game. There's winners, there's losers, there's certain things you try. Some of us are playing checkers, while others are playing chess. I've had the ability to coach and mentor hundreds of mortgage brokers. I myself built a very nice business, so now I want to distill all that information, all the things I've learned from that, and bring it directly to you in a simple-to-understand way. I hope you enjoy. Good morning. Welcome to the Mortgage Game Podcast. Let's get into a couple things for a chat about what I want to chat about today, uh, which I think will help all of you put certain things into perspective. I know it sure did me. Uh, I'm at the beach right now, and there are... Geez, there's a six on the clock and there's people walking up here. They're in their body suits and they're jumping in the lake and they're going swimming. They were just walking down the street right out here. And I'm sitting here going, there's always people here doing things in the water in the morning, which the water's not warm. But I've seen kids in here and they're training, obviously like at a triathlon club. These people look like they're training for something and they're probably, I'd say 55 to 60, somewhere in that range. Um, there's no way that the people who come here in the morning and do these hard things, these uncomfortable things, there's no way that they just go home and the rest of their day, they're just very unproductive. <laughs> so it's just interesting. You start seeing patterns, right? Patterns is what makes everything around us work. You just have to recognize the patterns and you see the patterns of the people doing successful things. And I would love to fall, like just talk to them for like, five minutes what do you do in the rest of your day like what does that look like boom 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 because i know you waking up doing this and then you're not just going to go home and sit on the couch or i don't know but those are my thoughts uh that's not what we're talking about i also want to share something else so get to talk to a lot of new agents and so the academy is it can absolutely i get this question all the time i'm a new agent can the academy help me uh, 1000 million percent there are, and I'm going to share with you something someone sent me and it's just nice getting this feedback. And I'm, I want to share it with everyone here because I have a little bit of a rant as well. Uh, but your goal as a, as a mortgage agent is to find business and then convert the business. Right. And so if you're a new agent, that's really hard. You get, you're done with the course and then you go up and it's like, and some brokerages have, um, good intentions, but they're training, even if they have training, it, most of it's not very good. I can, I just know, I know what we do. I know what they do. It's just not very good. And so that's your goal as a new agent. Like, how do I find business, get eyeballs on what I'm doing, tell people that I'm doing effectively, build my email list, build my referral list. How do I market to them? Then how do I get them on calls? And how do I crush my discovery call? Then what do I offer in my client journey? How do I do my budgeting? How do I weave video into my business? Uh, how do I get them to a webinar? How do I run my social media? And then how do I get to underwrite that file? How do I get that done? We don't help with that. We have an underwriting piece where you can come in and chat with Ann Pope and she's phenomenal. She's in there every two weeks. We're not an underwriting company, right? Um, we do all the other stuff though, all the other stuff I mentioned. Okay. So I just want to read something because this was sent to me through Instagram. And if you're listening, the person who sent this, thank you so much. I'm going to get back to you anyways, but uh, I'm not going to mention your name. Ryan, I'm actually a new agent. I didn't know if, if your course or the academy would be the right thing for me, but I've received so little help from anyone in the industry, but the course has been invaluable. Uh, the academy, or sorry, the course to become an agent in this industry is a total joke, and the brokerage does not train. 
anything, anyone, anyways, you're the only one that has helped me figure things out. If I make it in this industry, it'll be because of your guidance. And this person also shared some wins with me, which I'm not going to share, but I just wanted to put that out there. And then I wanted to say, shame on you. If you are a broker owner and you are taking on new agents and you are taking a 50-50 split, which is typical, and you are not providing actual really good training, how to build an email list, how to get in front of real... And it's not just pick up the phone and call, okay? And you're not providing accountability and you're not providing like step-by-step plans of something that's actually worked for either you or someone at your brokerage, not just some pie-in-the-sky stuff. Shame on you. Shame on you if you're not supplying an underwriter. You know, new agents should not have access to lenders right away. And I think most broker owners know that. Shame on you if you don't have that person. And if that underwriter you do have isn't a coach. It has to be someone that coaches them, not just barks at them. So shame on you if you're doing that. Just stop taking on new agents. Also, shame on you if you are a broker owner who takes on new agents and you get them to your brokerage because you give them a high split. Like you give, I know new agents that are on like a 90-10 or an 85-15. Well, I already know it's hard enough to run a brokerage. Your margins are so low. And I know the time sucks that new agents can be. And if you're a new agent listening, that's just the truth. Your time suck. There's a lot of work involved. And brokerages can make money. They can make decent money, pretty good money off of you at a 50-50 split. But also comes with a lot of headaches. They have to have the right staff in place. They have to always be available. It comes with a lot of stuff. If you're getting an 85-15 split and you're a new agent, I'm telling you, you're at the wrong spot. Nobody is giving you the right training at 85-15 or 80-20. It just doesn't happen. There's not that money to be made. Most new agents aren't even going to make it in this industry. That's, that's the truth. Truth bomb. Boom. I don't know what the stats are, but it's not in your favor. And so if you're at a brokerage because the split's high in your favor, that tells me there's they're already not making money on you because you're not barely doing any deals. So they definitely can't give you the support you need. Okay. And then another one, shame on you. So we got shame on you if you're doing the 50-50 and you're not actually giving the actual training you need to give with the support, how to find and how to convert the deal. And then shame on you if you're setting this person not up for success by taking them on because you're offering a high split. You and I know they're not going to make it based on being at your brokerage. Okay. And then shame on you. If you take a bunch of cash up front from a new agent and you sell them on, we're going to give you leads and all this other shit. And I've done podcasts on this, but just shame on you. Okay. You can take money up front. That's cool. Um, it'd be awesome if you gave it back after they hit so many deals. And if you're taking money up front, please don't tell them you're going to give them leads. Um, so anyways, that's it. That's all I want to talk about. Not the whole podcast, but that's what I want to talk about just up front here. Uh, okay, carrying on. Let's jump into it. So I want to talk about input output. I want to talk about every time too many of us were all looking. And I've touched on this on another podcast. We're just going to go deeper on it today. I'm going to give you some examples. So the common theme among mortgage brokers is I have so much on my plate, right? So much on my plate, so many different tasks from, you know, I have to run social media, I have to do drip campaigns, email marketing, I have to do phone calls, I have to actually do deals, I have to build my client journey, I have to do compliance, I have to do lender meetings, understand products, I have to do, like the list goes on and the building never stops. There's always something you have to do. 
I have to get my email figured out, I have to get my website, I have to get my funnel, I have to get my calendar link not working, I have to get my custom URL, I have to attach it all, I have to get my branding, I have to, like, it's just, it's ongoing. And I'm telling you, that never stops. If you're new in the business, it never stops. If you've been in the business for a while, you know where I'm going with this. It's the same thing. You're always going to have that ever, ever to do, to do list. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's how you say it, but uh, before we do this, it's early here. We got to recognize a sponsor. They're getting on me. So this podcast is sponsored by Americano. People are coming out of the beach now or coming out of the water now. And I really want to run up to them on this podcast and just go, now what are you doing? <laughs> that wouldn't be weird at all, would it? Okay. So I'm going to give you a hack. I'm going to give you a framework to, to look at how to actually tackle that list. Okay. So I love, I, for you as a small business owner, it is in your best interest to have this framework in place. And I'm all about what's the least amount of input I could put into something with the maximum amount of output, right? The biggest impact in your business with the least amount of work. And that's what you tackle first. So I highly suggest you write out your to-do list and then you rate where your business is at out of 10 on all of them. And so I'll give you an example. Let's say you've got the VIP club, database marketing service. And let's say you're not actually doing the videos and sending those back. Or let's say you just got some newsletter that's going out. Okay. I'm going to mark that anywhere from a four to six out of 10, right? If you're doing the follow-up videos and everything, you can jack that up. But let's say you're not. I'm going to mark that four, six out of 10. I'm going to, let's just say you've got your branding logo. Let's say that's a six out of 10 because everyone always wants to go back and change their logo, right? Spend more time there in general. Let's say you've got your website and let's say your website's one of the generic ones that's given to you and you're like, ah, I just want to get a better website. But let's just say that's a six out of 10. And let's say you're not doing your daily reach outs to people, right? You're not, let's just say you're not, maybe you do and you make a call here, a text there, a DM here, but it's not consistent every day. It's not for a half hour a day, every single day, right? You may be talking to 10 people a week. And so let's rate that a two out of 10. And let's say your client journey People are coming in. People are happy. You're like, yeah, I'm pretty good at what I do. Um, I'm gonna and uh, but there's some things I want to change. Some scripting and I want to change this and that. And, but I think my client journey is about a seven out of ten. Okay, so you list all these things out and you put out that list of everything you're doing. And then I go and I go, where am I low on the list? So if I'm a two out of ten on my daily opens, I call them. My daily opens to people to start conversations, which we know turns into business over time. If I'm a two out of 10 there, and let's just say I got to a five out of 10. So I went from a two to a five, right? I spent 15 minutes a day doing that. A two to a five, that's 250% increase. Okay, and then let's say I go over here, my client journey, I'm just jonesing to go get some new scripting in there. And I wanna get like some little tweak in here and I wanna get all my scripts all perfect and I wanna get everything you know, stacked up just right and looking good. And, but I'm already at a six or seven to 10. Okay. Well, what if I get it done now? I go to a nine. Okay. We'll go from a six to a nine. That's a 50% increase. So I could go do the thing from two to five, which is a 250, 250% or do the six to a nine. And that's 50%. So I'm getting five to one leverage on my input to output 
if I go do the thing where it's a two and get it to a five. See where I'm going with this? A lot of our businesses, we have all these things where we're already a six, a seven, an eight. Leave it alone. Leave it alone and go to the thing where if you're a zero, a two, a three, you spend time there, you get that percentage. So, and then you start layering in the other things of, uh, in, when you're thinking about input output, of compounding, doing things over and over again and leveraging other people's time. And so the number one way to leverage the, the least amount of work, the biggest amount of output in your business is to do a weekly video to a realtor list. I'm just, I'm gonna use this as an example, but when we laid out, we laid out a bunch of these in the Academy, what, where can you get the biggest bang for your buck on your time? And this was the number one. I'm not saying there's not other ways to do things. There are, 100%. But this was the number one. You make a, probably takes you five minutes to come up with an idea and then record a 90-second video. That can go out once a week to your list of realtors. And then if you turn into a drip campaign, it's now... And you send one out every week after three or after 10 weeks, you got 10 videos. You meet a realtor in 10 weeks, you've dropped them in the top of the drips. So they're getting email one, two. So you're getting leverage. The fact that you've got five minutes of work in a week to go out to 20, 30, 50, 100 realtors to then go into a drip campaign where it lives forever and other realtors get to see it to then go to your marketing to realtors who let's say there's 50 on your list and let's say 20 open and of those 20 all of them are doing you know an average of eight deals a year maybe there's opportunity for four of them come to you like see where the leverage comes here and they start compounding that over time and you start doing this for a year two years like all those videos especially in a drip that's you spent five freaking minutes to get all that leverage right so that's where you need to be thinking so that is the number one leverage point for marketing in your mortgage business. Some of you are like, yeah, I don't want to do it, or I don't want realtors. Okay, I just want you to understand the concept, right? And that's because you're getting other people to send you business from that. That's where you get that maximum leverage. If you're going to go do that video to your client base, that's fine. You don't get the, the leverage of other people sending you business unless it's referrals from your database, but that's cool. You still need to do that, okay? You still need to market to your database. I just wanted to show you an extreme version there, right? Verse, verse, you spending however long building out the getting your client journey from it's already six out of ten up to an eight and a half out of ten. That might take you a couple hours of doing, and it's like mm, if you're already there, there's other there's other low hanging fruit in your business you should be working on. So this helps me declutter my to-do list or rather prioritize. Um, and so this, I'm constantly looking at this. What's one thing I can do? Input, output, input, output, everything I do. It's kind of like I'm looking around like Terminator. Input, output, input. Look at that. I go, nope, that's going to take me probably two hours and I'm not getting any leverage on the back end, and I'm trading time for money and nope, not going to do it. Even though it's cool and I'd love to do that. I think it's awesome. It just doesn't fit my formula, right? I want to put a buck in and get five out. I don't want a one for one. This is why I'm so hesitant to take on one-on-one um, -on -one coaching. Even though I charge a decent amount for an hourly rate, uh, 
it's still I'm trading time for money. I'm not getting any leverage out of it. So I do it. I do it every quarter. I take on certain students and I charge for outcome, not for hourly. Some people are like, hey, that's a lot per hour. I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm going to save you probably 40 hours a year in your pre-approval process for 750 bucks. In one hour, we can do that, right? That, I charge for outcomes, save you time, money, make you more money. So that's why for those of you who have reached out and I've said no about one-on-one coaching, I only take on so many. I only take on so many per quarter and it's for that reason. The only reason I do it is because I love it. It's a lot of fun for me. Um, and that's one of the things I like the most, but I'm not getting any leverage on it. So there you go, kids. I just wanted to share that quick thing with you, input, output. Uh, hopefully that helps you look at all those to-do lists in your business and then start pushing. I'm going to give you one example of something we had in the academy, okay? Because this, I like just giving examples, telling stories, show not tell, we're on a podcast I can't show you. Um, before I do, I'm going to, we need one more sponsor. I just saw someone water speeding by. It's like 6.15 or something. It's crazy. I love it. Like crazy good. It's amazing. Uh, okay. So I had this student and she was the VIP club and the VIP club does everything for you every month, sends it out, but you should put a video in it and you should respond when people enter into the contest and they win some or they try to win something, they have to answer questions. And then you should be responding every single person with a video. Hey, awesome answer. Blah, blah, blah. Some people give you three paragraph answers. Opportunity for crazy engagement there. They reached out to you with an email and you're responding with a video. Awesome, awesome stuff there. If you're already doing that, you should not go and build another drip campaign. Building another drip campaign to your client base would be awesome. It's great. You'll do well. But if you've got other stuff to do where you're a zero or two out of 10, you need to tackle that stuff. Because if you start doing the videos, this person was, if you don't do anything else, the VIP club's probably a six out of 10, I would say. If you do the other stuff, you're an eight or a nine out of 10 an hour a month, and now you're eight or nine or 10, and you will get deals from it. So I just say, go do that. Go do those videos. Now your database marketing's good. Circle back to the drip campaign later. Go focus on the other stuff, right? Another student was, hey, I've got all these things to do, and Ryan, I'm trying to do my webinar. I'm trying to do this. It's like, but my underwriter quit. And he goes, so now I'm back in there, and I'm learning all that. And I'm like, so your support is at a zero out of 10. It's like, yes. And I'm like, but you want to go over here and do this stuff. I go, man, you're a zero to 10. Go get that to a four to 10, a five to 10, get someone part-time, get fulfillment, get, doesn't have to be an underwriter. Like go focus. That's the only thing you should be focusing on because all your other stuff is running at a four or five out of 10. You're at a zero over here. So you need to figure that out. Okay. So hopefully this helps you, right? Map out all your entire to-do list, right? And then you put through out of 10, what you're doing on it. And then Keep in mind the input output, right? If I do that, if I try to get that, even the stuff that's two or three, if I try to get that two or three to a five or a six, what's the, what, what do I get out of it, right? Is there a leverage there? Am I going to get stuff out or am I trading time for money? So anyways, I wanted to share that with you. That's it, kids. I'm here going, man, why am I not in the lake? Well, I understand why I'm not in the lake because I really don't want to be. But it's just, I just, I love watching people do like uncomfortable stuff. It just makes me happy. Um, okay, that's it, kids. Uh, until next week, peace out. 
This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.